Monkeys and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years. And today, I have my special guest. She was nominated in 2006, 2008, and 2009 for the RBC Canadian Woman Entrepreneur of the Year and in 2006 for the Entrepreneur of the Year with the WP Chamber of Commerce. And of course, I'm not to no other than Miss Caroline Woman. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk books with you today because it's my favorite thing. Yes, books, 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 people, and welcome to Book 101. And can you please introduce yourself? Well, my name is Carolyn Willman, and I started out as the contest queen because I teach people how to win sweepstakes, contests, and giveaways, and I wrote um, two books on the subject. I'm on my third, and it's how I ended up meeting Helene Hatzel, who was famous for winning every prize she ever desired. And she realized that there was going to be no one to take over her legacy. And because I was also a fellow contester, she asked me to do it. And it's been very exciting because I've republished all of her works. And Two of her books had never been made available to the general public before. And so now you can read all of her work. And through that, I met her second publisher, Tag Powell. And I I'm in the process of publishing all of his work. I'm so excited. Wow. Congratulations, Ms. Caroline. So what is the secret of being a winner? You have to think like a winner and you have to feel like a winner before you are a winner. I, winning is really an inside job. Okay, so what are the big difference of being an entrepreneur and an author? Oh, it's funny. I love telling this story. When I was in college, I won't say how long ago, <laughs> I remember being an English taking an English course and I got a paperback and it had a C on it. And I wow. remember looking at that C thinking, eh, it doesn't matter. I'll never be a writer. <laughs> and I'm on book like 10, I don't know, nine or 10. I've lost track. <laughs> Plus all the stuff that I write, like blog posts, newsletters, social media, you know, like I write so much stuff it's kind of ironic that that was my thought way back then and I'm I, I don't know why that particular memory sticks in my head but clearly it was wrong and you have I think every entrepreneur is a writer in their own way because if you don't toot your own horn no one else will so in Definitely. that way you have to hustle and get yourself out there and and you know, share in different formats and platforms to get yourself out there. You might write little scripts for social, you write newsletters, you write. So I think they're really tied together. And everybody, I always say this, 
and you probably have heard this before too everybody has a has a book in them miss caroline can you tell us uh, the story why did you found the imagination ads inc so i started on a path when i first started i had a marketing business because i went to my major in school was marketing with a business like i took business administration with a marketing back like major and so my next step was to work i did all every job in every marketing department customer service you know event manager like you name it i did it and then i started a business uh with my i call him my husband and he did all the it management and i did all the marketing and we called it imagination edge when we got a divorce in um 2009 i had to create new business and so that's when um, i had already been writing contest queen but she wasn't her own entity so to speak and so then i i had contest queen and then i started my own marketing on its own called idea majesty and I started all the book writing and I didn't have anywhere all the contest books easily can live on contest queen. But then I started writing all these other books and I kind of knew I was going to have to have a place for them. So I threw them on my marketing website for a while just so they'd have a place to live. And I had a colleague say, you know, you really need an author website. I said, I know it's just so much work. <laughs> <laughs> Finally did that this year and it's called words for winning. So, it's official as of 2023. Contest Queen is where you learn how to win sweepstakes, contests, and giveaways. Idea Majesty is where I do all my sweepstakes marketing. And Words for Winning is where you find all my books. Um, I have my winning books there too, of course. And then all my metaphysical, new age, new thought, uh, mindset books are now living on Words for Winning. It's quite, that's quite the journey in itself, just setting up a whole new <laughs> business. That'd be awesome. How did you balance your time in doing entrepreneur oh. and being on uh -huh. And that is the magic question. I will be honest, I don't. Uh, what, <laughs> what's happened is Contest Queen is fine. She's Turn along. I teach people how to win all the time. I just love it. We have club meetings. I give away things all the time. Uh, I answer people's questions on live streams. It's a lot of fun. Wow. She's good. Idea that Majesty, she's yeah. sleeping right now. She's taking a bit of a break. She's not really doing anything. She's just holding her own. <laughs> continue with and then yeah and then words for winning is going gangbusters the website is still under construction but i keep adding to it almost every week we're updating it and we're changing it and i'm blogging there and i'm working on a freebie for the newsletter things like that it's it's in process so that's what i've done i've had to let one kind of sit for a bit because there's only so many hours in the day and and my goal this month a little bit ambitious is to publish four books 
in different formats. Um, one may not happen because I started digging into it and it just got bigger than I thought. <laughs> that's what happens, right? But yes. I'm publishing one Audible, one foreign language, and one paperback for sure, and hopefully a workbook. Wow. Congratulations and good luck for your goals for this month. Miss Caroline, what age did you realize that you're good in writing? I, I don't think I'm good in writing so much as I have a story to tell. And there is a big difference between nonfiction and fiction. When I write my nonfiction, I write as if I'm speaking to you. So if you and I were having a conversation, I could write that out. And that's how I write my books, as if I'm talking to a friend. And I think that's what makes them easy to read because people feel like they're sitting down with a friend and having a conversation and I'm sharing some really interesting tips and tricks and stories and ideas with them. Fiction writing is a whole nother animal. And I have to admit what was really exciting is Helene Hatzel, she in her seventies really decided she wanted to learn how to write fiction. And she took a course and she, it took her about 10 years of puddling with it, but she wrote her a fiction novel before she passed away. And it was called a man called Friday. And it's really well done for someone who never had written fiction before. She, she did a really good job. There's a few quirks in it, but I would give it, you know, a 9.5 out of 10 for, <laughs> especially for a first work. It's kind of fun and uh, hokey. Um, she even decided, she even said it was a bit Hallmarky, you know, something like a story you'd see on the Hallmark Channel. And I think she's right. It's kind of fun. And I don't, I don't have that skill set. I really admire fiction authors because it's a talent to write fiction. Definitely indeed. How does it feel that you won the runner-up nonfiction category? Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, I have not um, submitted. I should actually get on myself for that because these awards come up and they say, if you have something in one of these categories, submit your book. And I have not been doing that. And I probably could win another award because I am very proud of my books. Maybe it's a little, I, I think other authors would have said this to you too. Your books are like your, your children, your little babies. And yes. you want to take care of them and you want to make sure they get out in the world. And, and, yes. uh, and I should do that a little bit more. So at least I'm so glad that I'm talking to you because we get to share all these fun stories with people. Certainly, definitely. And thank you for your time. What are your short-term and long-term goals in writing? My short-term goals, I would say the first set is to get all of so last this earlier this year, I bought all of Tag Powell's and Judith Powell's, his his, his wife's uh, books. So there was 10 in total. 
So my goal is to get all 10 of those books uh, republished. I'm hoping, um, I don't know if I can do it all within a year, but at least, you know, the next 18 months, I'm going to have them all uh, republished. Some of them I need to find some artists because they have artwork, but I couldn't find the um, artists. So I have to recreate, I have to redo all the artwork, but that's going to be, it's a fun challenge to work with other creators. And so that's my short-term goal. Long-term is I would like to find more authors that have out of print books that want to have them back out into the world again in modern, in modern methods. So for example, Helene's books are now being recorded for Audible. How exciting is that? So her books, you could only get on paperback and unlimited prints are now um, paperback, Kindle, Kobo, Google Books, Apple Books, Audible, and iTunes. I mean, how crazy amazing is that? Yes. And slowly being translated into languages. So the first Spanish edition should be out soon. Wow. Congratulations for that, Miss Caroline. But before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening in New Zealand. Thank you, New Zealand, because in Auckland, I got 43% audience share, Wellington at 20%. Wow. Kanderburi at 18%, Nelson at 8%, Bay of Plenty at 7%, Waikato at 4%, Taranaki at 1%, Southland at 1%, and last but not the least, Northland at 1%. Thank you, New Zealand, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Miss Caroline Wellman. Yes, and what's exciting is my books are available all over the world. Um, that's actually one of the things I problems I had with my first sweepstakes books is they were only available in North America. And the one that I'm publishing this year is going to be my first global edition. That'd be awesome. According to my analytics, Miss Caroline, I got 144 countries listening to me. And thank you for all those. 144 countries. I uh, thank you for your time to sharing these books to us. Which books of yours we gonna talk about today? Well, the big one is, of course, Helene Hadzel's The Name It and Claim It Game, which I discovered when translated into Spanish means you want it, you got it. Please <laughs> don't ask me to say it in Spanish because it, my Spanish is zero. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, listeners in Spain. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to the people out there in Spain. Muchas gracias todos. Even in uh, Mexico, because they are uh, Spanish countries. Yes, lots of Spanish countries, which is why I chose Spanish as the first language to translate. But I, I don't know how many I'll be able to do, but I'm just going to keep going on the translations. Yes. So the name it, claim it game. How did you craft it? Ed? So what I did with her book is uh, I first I took her old book. She kept adding to it. Oh, God bless Helene. She used to she was very um, technophobic, like she was not very techy at all. And so when she was adding to her book now, this woman 
died in 2010. She was updating her book and adding to it and modernizing it till the year she passed away. She never stopped writing. And you wanted a long-term goal? That's a super long-term goal. I plan to never stop writing and like her. And so I had to take her book and I had to reformat it because it wasn't, <laughs> she had, she would edit, with the, <laughs> she would edit with the space bar and the return key. <laughs> God bless her. So, and of course you got to remember the computers and the technology in 2010 are different than they were now. So I have, you know, editing software. I'm able to go in and move chapters around and fix headings and do, you know, all the fancy things. And so I, I was able to do that and make it, you know, modern for, for everybody. And I added in a forward and I added in, she had sent me some articles to share with people like 15 years ago. And so I added those in the book and she had written some new stories. And so I made sure that they were in the new book. And so there's a whole section of bonus material um, at the back. So the first part of the book is her 1971 edition. And the middle of the book is everything she added in 1988. And the last part of the book is everything that I was able to add as bonus material for the new reader. It's very exciting. So the book is really robust. Okay, Miss Carolyn, who is Helen Hadso anyway? Now she is famous for winning every contest she ever desired. Now she read Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking, and went, oh, I can do that. And she did. It really is using the power of the mind and envisioning the end result and giving it energy. And that's what she always talked about. She created something called SPEC, select it, project it, expect it, collect it. And we've heard all these before, you know, ask, believe, receive. Um, the movie the, and book, The Secret, were extremely popular. Um, she loved Joe Vitale, who wrote um, The Attractor Factor. I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about similar things, but she really knew how to put it uh, into practice, which is amazing. Which is why she was so famous in um, the contest community. And, of course, I interviewed her on a podcast in 2008 before podcasts were cool. I wish I still had that podcast. <laughs> Oh, wow. And congratulations, because according to Amazon, it was number 28 in personal success and spirituality. Wow. Good job, Miss Caroline. And according to Believer Jesus, good book so far. It was uh, reviewed in the United States September 23, just now, 2023. Oh. How would you comment on that? Oh, I love it when people um, give me comments and and um, on on reviews on Amazon and Audible. And it's funny because, you know, people, authors, this is actually a good point for authors since we're talking books. Don't be afraid of the critical reviews because one woman had complained that I had taken stuff out of the book and that gave me material to show people that I hadn't. But what was interesting was I discovered a missing chapter um, in one of the editions that I didn't have when I updated the book. And so what I did was I 
took that and put it free on my website, but I also did a video and I showed people that the chapter actually moved from one book to another. So she took it out of the name it and claim it game and put it in, in contact with other realms. So it's not actually missing. It's just moved. And it's exciting to be able to help people understand an author's process. So never be afraid of the critical reviews because they are points to grow on so you can improve your next book or you can help them understand where um, they may be misunderstanding you. And then you can also use it as content because let's face it, all as creators, we're always looking for more content. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So Ms. Caroline, you agree that critical reviews make you better perfect in the future. Yeah, you don't grow from comfort. Definitely go outside your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think in the future, aside from genre that you are writing right now, you will be directing to another genre? Um, well, whatever it is right now, all the books are mindset books where you improve your thinking. So right now I'm editing a book called money and you, how you can become rich by changing your thoughts. And that one's by Tag Powell. And that should be out this month. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. So can you can back and let's talk about it next week? Well, let, why don't we wait till it's finished? <laughs> I just finished editing uh, the table of contents and I'm working on chapter one. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I'm so not let's that quick. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about other books then. And let's continue what we're talking about. And according to Mr. and Mrs. Roy Demio, really like the book. Miss Caroline, what are the elements of the book that make the readers glued to it? I think, um, well, when you talk about Helene's books, I think the reason that people are so glued to them is because she was very, she was similar to me. She wrote at, like she spoke and she was a bit of a character. She liked to tell stories. She liked to exaggerate a little bit, uh, you know, put a little glitter on that story. And she used to make people laugh. And she likes to, um, you'd like this. She loved her wordplay. That's wow. why the subtitle of the book is Winnovers for Wishcraft. Because in the 70s, people would look at what she was doing and her winning and say that's witchcraft and she said no it's wishcraft so maneuvers is a play on the word maneuvers and so all her throughout her whole book is things like that like i was just editing i'm doing the audible of in contact with other realms and she said it scared the yell out of me <laughs> right she loved those little quirky uh, plays on words. She was so fun. And I think that's why people like it because her very folksy manner is very evident in all of her books, including her fiction book. It's very warm uh, is a good word I would use for her writing style. So the name it, claim it game, is it the original title of Miss Helen or you revise it? No, I've left all the titles the same. I would never uh update someone else's work by changing the title 
what I did was you'll you'll read if you read the book, you will notice that I actually use two different fonts. And so everything that I write, I use Times Roman and everything that Helene wrote, I used Arial. And the reason I did that was it made it really easy for the reader to discern uh, what she was writing and what I was writing. But when I did the Audible and the Kindle, because in the Kindle, you, the reader can change the font and on Audible, of course, you're just listening. So I say that, you know, you, you can pretty much, even though I can't discern specifically what I wrote and what she wrote, you can tell by the author's voice who is speaking, if you know what I mean. Yes. How did you get all the rights to republish it? I actually did something that most people won't believe. I just asked, because what happened, it started with Helene in 2008. I had her on my podcast and off air, I said to her, Hey, uh, I'd like to come visit you. And she said, no. And I went, okay. And three days later, she phones me back and says, your spirit guides are so loud because she was highly intuitive. Uh, you better come visit. And I think she knew that I was kind of destined to maintain her legacy. And she asked me to republish her works. She said to me, you need to teach maneuvers for witchcraft because no one else is going to do it. And then my life took a dive and I did nothing with it. Finally, in 2019, I said to my boyfriend, George, I better do something with this before her son Dyke passes away because he's the last one. Her other children had already passed. And mm -hmm. so if I didn't do something, that would be the end of her work. And so I basically got a hold of Dyke and said, hey, I want to buy the right. I wanted to republish. And he said, okay. And then I realized if I don't own the rights, then I might have a legal problem. So Definitely. I just said to him, I just asked, just like, I think we should do this because otherwise we're going to have a problem. And he said, I agree. And so I bought the rights. And then I had a bit of a hiccup with one of the reprints. So I started tracking down her old publishers because I needed information. And I found Tag Powell, who published her second edition. He was her second publisher. And I realized he was an author in his own rights. Now he, when I met him, he had... COPD and a, he'd had a stroke and I thought oh, oh he's kind of at the end of his journey I said to him who's doing your work he said nobody I said can I buy your work too because he had seen I sent him some copies of Helene's books that I redid and he was amazed because publishing from when he was doing it to now it's like night and day he was he loved what I did with her books so I said can I do your books and he said absolutely because he knew I would bring them to life like I had done hers. So then I bought all the rights. We, I hurried as I thought this poor man's not long for the world. And in February, uh, March rather, we drove down to Florida and I met him and I bought all his books, <laughs> not all of them, wow. a lot of his books. And, um, and sadly he passed away in August, but I'm glad I know he's smiling. He's happy that he knows that his legacy is going to continue. And, uh, and he knows what I did with her books and he knows I'm going to do the same with his. So that's why I'm, and I was kind of, I was hustling too, to get it done. But you know, you've had a lot of author, you talk to a lot of authors. It's never as quick as you think. <laughs> yes. And congratulations for continuing the legacy tips to become winner 
not totally make spoiler for the books, but can you give us a suggestion to be a winner? A winner. I'm going to give you two two tips here. The first one's how to be a winner, and the second one's about an author because I had the best advice. So the first one to be a winner, I have three quick tips. If you want to start entering sweepstakes as a hobby, one, set up an email address just for entering sweepstakes. Trust me on this one. I I used my work email when I first started. Big mistake. <laughs> two, <laughs> to use a sweepstakes site that aggregates all the sweepstakes together for you in one place. It saves you a ton of time hunting around trying to find legitimate giveaways. And three, always read the rules because otherwise you don't know if you're eligible to enter, when it ends, how often you can enter, etc. So those are my three quick winning tips. And if you want to write, the best advice I ever got was write out the table of contents and keep writing. And I, when I was writing my first book, I wrote all the easiest chapters first and then the harder ones, because then I felt like I had some meat before, you know, you want to keep going because now you have half a book and you don't want to stop. So those are my two pieces of advice. Wow. Thank you for the tips, Miss Caroline. So are you a gardener or architect in terms of writing? I oh, that's an interesting question. I would I would say gardener. Okay. So you don't plan your writing. It just oh writing and writing and voila. Yeah, okay. I'd I'd I do I have a structure. So how I started was the the well, maybe a little bit of, actually, you know what, maybe, now that you said that, maybe a little bit of both, because when I did my first book, I had structure, I had the, I wrote out the table of contents, but then as I was doing each chapter, I didn't really plan it. I kind of had an idea. It's kind of like, if you know, you're going to plant tomatoes, yeah. but you don't know what kind you're going to have and you don't know how it's going to grow. It's kind of the same thing. I knew I was going to write a chapter on, you know, on how you know social media but how it was going to flush out i kind of had to figure it out as i went along because you do some stuff and then you're like oh that doesn't work and you have to change it and it's kind of a little bit i'd say a little bit of both actually now that you you say that yes combination so before we go on miss caroline i'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast food 101 on our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chef in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto, where you live. <laughs> yeah, I haven't and, been to that restaurant yet. Um, uh, I think I'm yes. kind of busy. I've been so busy and then actually it's an hour away. So uh, when you're busy, uh, yeah. you think, okay, I'm not, I'm not going all the way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Try such a subject. I know, but I need to make an effort. <laughs> make an effort to taste their favorite Italian dish because it's something else. We are always publicized that if you eat there, it's just like you're eating in Rome. Uh, <laughs> I wish they have a sota sota in Vancouver, but they don't have yet. Oh, soon, probably. Soon, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So, uh, plus one more, uh, our books are out. Not only one, but seven volumes, people. 
Food 101 Volume 1 Basics until 7 are available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. So, Miss Caroline, the name it, claim it game. What do you think the best I like? Um, her, her main method. Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to change that quickly. The chapter on desire versus knowing because that's the part that trips most people up. And that's the chapter I think most people should read more than her spec method. And it's, it's, a, it's when you get to a calm space within yourself, that's when things really change. Oh, interesting. If you have the chance to republish it, do you think you have the chance to revise it? Um, I, I do revise them all a little bit um, to make sure that they meet. And I put notes in places. So if something isn't clear or methods have changed, I won't change the author's work, so to speak. But I will put a note that, you know, hey, this, this is a resource or this has changed or here's a link you can go check out things like that, I add those in. Well, congratulations, Miss Caroline, for uh, continuing the legacy of Miss Helen Hansel. And can you please invite our listeners to buy all your books? Uh, yes, please do. <laughs> and they're <laughs> everywhere. You know, like I said, I've got Amazon, Kindle, Audible, Kobo, Apple Books, Google Books, and iTunes, <laughs> and more coming, yeah. more coming. More coming. Let's support Miss Caroline, because if you support her, more, more books to come. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Daniel. Bodycom people, see you soon.